Well, I want to welcome everybody to today's Entrepreneur Show. My name is Heidi Richards Mooney. I'm your host and the founder of Women in E-Commerce, which is the uh, parent organization of the Entrepreneur Show. Today, I have the honor of interviewing another person whom I've been following for a long time online, and I'm very excited to have this opportunity to have a a real live conversation and share her with our audience. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Pamela Bruner. Pamela is a business success coach, author, speaker, and EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, expert. After removing her own marketing fears to take her business from 375 a month to 1 million in less than three years, wow, we're going to talk about that, Pamela specializes in working with entrepreneurs to build six and seven figure businesses by removing their challenges around marketing and sales. She is the co-author of Tapping Into Ultimate Success, book and DVD with Jack Canfield, creator of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Welcome, Pamela. Thank you, Heidi. It's really a pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, I've I've been looking forward to this interview for some time, so I'm very excited that we finally get to do it. And I'm Let's start off with you telling people about your background, how you first got interested in business coaching and the experience that led to you, you to choose that as a career path, coaching as a career path. Well, Heidi, you've talked, uh, you've, you've kind of given the snippet of the, the good side of my story, but the, the, the bad side of my story or the where did she come from side is uh, that I, I say I had an imaginary coaching business for four years, the kind where you say you're a coach, you have two clients and one of them is coaching for free. And uh, it's because I couldn't market, I couldn't sell, I couldn't put myself out there. Um, and so that's when I was, I was really making about $375 a month as a coach. Um, I couldn't charge for my services, I was really embarrassed. And all of that, all of those, um, both not knowing what to do from, from a marketing and sales point of view, and also having a lot of blocks and limiting beliefs and fears about that. Uh, and then one day everything shifted when I decided that I was going to learn marketing and sales no matter what, and I was going to use all these techniques I had that I was using on my life coaching clients to get over fears and blocks and use them on myself around business. And that's when everything changed. I realized that other people needed services like that. I rebranded myself to um, be a business coach and help others who had the same challenges I did, challenges around marketing and selling themselves, um, and specialized in people I call transformational entrepreneurs. You transform lives in the world with what you do, then I can help you grow that business and I can help you remove the very natural fears that you might have around getting yourself out there. And that's the business that took off. That's uh, that's the one that went from like you said, three seven million dollars a year in under three years, and I've now been running that business for seven and a half years. Wow, that's wonderful. So, Pam, I think probably one of the first questions that people on people's minds is how you got to work with Jack Canfield. So, tell us a little bit about that. Well, the short answer to that is I asked, and people are always really surprised that. Um, I went to Jack's Breakthrough to Success event, which used to be a seven day event. Now I think it's a four day event. But basically, I painted a room with three or four hundred other people. And on a break, uh, I really appreciate that Jack made himself accessible on breaks. And I was showing him 
literally the, the demo copy of my new book that I just published. And it was a, a huge collection uh, called The FT and Beyond of Advanced uh, Mindset Techniques. And he was thumbing through it saying, wow, oh, this looks a lot like my Success Principles book. You know, this is a significant book. And uh, then it, one of the next exercises, he said, on the next break, I want you to ask of someone. And I was not alone in charging the stage. You know, I was in the third row and I was like elbowing people out of the way. I was sitting on stage and I said, Jack, I want to write a book with you on uh, using tapping, using EFT for your book, The Success Principles, because there are people who know what they should be doing, but they're not doing it. And I think we can help them do it. Um, and he said, actually, the book already started, but the project is stalled. So here's my private email address and let's talk about it. And that was my first greatest step. My second was when he finally sent me the, the bit of work that had been done on that idea. I took a look at it and I said, Jack, I think we can write more of the book than this. Here's my proposal in sample chapter. I wasn't writing an official book proposal. I didn't know how to do that. I'd never done one before, but I knew what I wanted. And I and he said yes and that's the book that became tapping into ultimate success and we also released um, a dvd um, program and product along with it so describe what tapping really is so i think that might people might not totally understand that well it's a simple that has been scientifically proven to calm the amygdala which is the fear center of the brain and lowers the cortisol or the stress hormone levels in the bloodstream. Um, so basically when you're entertaining an idea that would scare you, would irritate you, would upset you, you're able to uh, think through it calmly instead of letting the, the fears get in the way. You know, people go, oh, I could never do that. Well, if you have that reaction, you won't even be able to listen to how you might be able to do it. But if you can calm yourself and tapping does that, then you can look at new possibilities. So what are some of the, the things that you teach people when it comes to tapping? Uh, I, I teach tapping, sometimes I teach tapping, but more often I teach to remove fears. So for example, the whole idea that marketing is manipulative, that raising your prices is greedy, all of those are beliefs that keep people who transform lives in the world from being successful. So what we need to do is remove the very natural fears that people have about being rejected, about what other people will think about them, uh, fears of that they'll be um, understood as being pushy. And we reframe those beliefs so that people get really excited about sharing what they do. I just had somebody post on my uh, one of my Facebook groups today um, who's in one of my programs, she said, I can't believe I'm saying I love marketing and sales now. And I'm really <laughs> eager to share what I do. Um, because she comes from a yoga background. It's just, it wasn't the natural way that she was. But now, you know, she can put a bunch of people in a program that's really a benefit. Them. She can make good money. And her whole life is transformed in her business. So it sounds to me like most of the things that we have, the fears that we have are really about mindset. Um, it's very rare, I think, in today's world to have a fear about something that's physical. Like, you know, thousands of years ago, yes, used to have fears of saber-toothed tigers. That's a real fear. That's a real physical fear. 
most of our fears today are not physical fears, at least not in the realm that I work in. They're fears of how we will feel. I will feel like a failure. I will feel rejected. I will um, not be loved. I will not respect myself. Something like that. Those are those are fears of emotions. And when we get past fear, we can look at the reality of the emotion and look at a new way to be powerful. Wow. That's so true. So, of course, the next question is how you went from making 375 a month to over a million in less than three years. And I'm assuming it's using the techniques that you had learned, but maybe you could elaborate a little more on that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a combination of things because um, just because I was scared, I learned about marketing and sales. So, and I also think transformational marketing and sales is different. So I've had people come to me out of a Fortune 100 company and say, I used to do sales, I was great at it, and you know, you know, I logged millions in sales, and now I'm trying to sell my coaching services for $2,000 and I can't do it, um, wow. and I don't know why. So sometimes it's the fear, sometimes it's the knowing people come out of corporate and want to become coaches and uh, say something like, you know, I've, they've got a very practical energy. They worked in a business before, but to work in someone else's business, they don't necessarily prepare you to run your own small business. So there are a lot of what does it take to actually grow as an entrepreneur? How do you craft a really good marketing message? Um, what does it take to do a sale, either one-on-one -on -one or if you've got to go to a corporation and, and present from a sales point of view? And all of those are things to learn along with um, all the natural fears of, am I going to be successful with this? What are people going to think of me? So how I did it was, um, actually, I remember um, was one night, I was, life, so I was life coaching and I was kind of doing one of those um, whole uh, you know, everything and the kitchen sink sort of life coaching. So I had two women, we want to sign up and do some coaching with you um, and, you know, get the staffing successfully. And within 24 hours, they both called me and said, no, we're, we've decided we, we're not going to work with you. Um, and I got really frustrated. And that night I listened to a teleclass by somebody who was really excited about marketing. Now, most of the people I'd heard talk about marketing were like, yeah, you're, if you're a coach, you're going to hate marketing, but you just have to do it anyway. It's yucky. And <laughs> I thought, no, this doesn't make any sense to me. If I'm a coach, I'm supposed to help people live their dreams. And I'm supposed to do something as a marketer that I hate for hours a day so I can help other people do what I love, do what they love. This is a disconnect. But this guy was excited about marketing. And so I did something completely crazy. I plumbed down $4,000 to go for a four-day course and flew from North Carolina to California to take it. Um, but when I walked out of that, walked into that room, I then hired the most expensive coach in the room because when I walked in that room, there was a woman in the room making $240,000 as a coach. And I didn't even know that was possible. You know, I was looking like, how can I make 60,000 as a coach? That was my dream. And she opened up a new world for me. So I hired her and I get a crazy thing to do. Like I, you know, I, I hadn't made, $20,000 as a coach the previous year. And I was already promising to invest that for the next year. And it paid off because um, that next year I jumped to 50,000 
following year was 350,000. And then the next year was a million. And each year I upped my investment in coaching so that I could take myself to the next level. Wow. So obviously you recommend that coaches hire coaches. And, I, and I've heard that many times. And I definitely, even though I don't count myself as a coach, I, I consider myself more of a consultant. Just my style of delivery. I still know how important a coach is to me, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, I've heard other people say a coach who doesn't have a coach is really integrity or incongruent or something like that. Um, I think if you're trying to build a business without a coach in a community, you, um, you know, and, and without a coach who's sort of been there, done that, done what you, you want to do, um, you're just taking the long way around. You may also be incongruent or out of integrity if you're doing the long way around. So how does one go about finding a business coach? What, what are some of the things that a person should look for when they're looking for someone to help them in their business? I'm, um, I think that's a wonderful question. And I'm actually going to take it one step back and talk about what I think are the four pillars of success in growing Perfect. a business. Okay. So you might want to grab a piece of paper and pencil and, and jot some notes on this. But the four pillars of success are, number one, information. Now, information is that's kind of easy and it's readily available frankly but it's not curated meaning you can google anything on the web and get you know one million five hundred sixty six thousand which of those answers is really the right one which takes us to the second pillar which is strategy and for me the most important part of strategy is course correction is so, i'm sorry is what Success is not linear. And it's a beautiful heart-centered conscious process. And I can teach the process. But then they go out to apply it. And they go, well, you know, I did this and it, I didn't make the sale. So what did I do wrong? That's strategy and course correction. That's the second pillar of success. If you don't have a way to get strategy and course correction, um, you're going to be missing out. The third pillar is energy. Some people might call it emotions or confidence or something like that. And it really has to do with your emotional results, your confidence and your emotional confidence. All right. It looks like we got uh, that um, Pam got kicked out. So hopefully she'll come back soon and can share the four pillars of success with us and talk about how what it's like running a business as well as some automation techniques that she uses to help you better manage your business, et cetera. And in the meantime, I'll talk. Oh, here we go. She's back in the room. So let's uh, hopefully we can get this party continued. Yes. All right. Can you hear me? Looks like you got kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be your internet because I don't know why you would have got, I don't know why you got kicked out, but darn, you're back anyway. I tried to fill in. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I heard, I actually heard every word of that. Cause I, when you were saying I got kicked out, I was like, I can see myself and hear myself on the screen. Just fine. Oh, uh, technology is wonderful. When it works. Is so, it? It is. so let's go back to number two about strategy. If you okay. wouldn't mind starting right. there again. Yeah, absolutely. So strategy and course correction. Um, when you try to follow um, a process or something you've learned, like I was giving the example of a sales process, because I have a, a transformational sales process that's great for selling services, especially at a high ticket level. And it's a very conscious process. But you can go try a sales process and maybe yes, you may get a no. And 
if you don't have somebody you can come back to and say, wait a minute, it didn't work for me, how can I course correct? You're missing one of the pillars of success, okay? The third pillar of success is what I call energy. And you could think of this as emotional confidence or confidence, confidence, something like that. And that's really, do I have the emotional resilience to continue in the face of challenges, failures, is support and there are a lot of different kinds of support we can talk about digital support like a website or an email management system or something those are forms of digital support but a community is um is a form of emotional support um, and what i found in the industry is that a lot of people are selling information and a lot of people are selling digital support let me set up a website for you or let me um let me you know, set up advertising for you or something like that. They're giving information and digital support, but they're not giving course correction strategy. They're not really aware of how to give energy support or emotional support. And there may not be a, a, an emotional support component. So they're missing at least two, maybe three pillars of success. And that's why people are struggling because they think the information is all they need. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so, so having those four pillars of success, um, all in alignment and all working properly are in your, in your, in the tools that you share with people and help people so that they become the success that they desire. Correct. Right. Words, right. Yeah. And one of the challenges with course correction strategy and, um, the, the pillar of energy is that delivering those two things tends to be fairly time intensive and um, like, like how do you correct something not, not doing it right? And this is a problem we have in schools, it's a problem sometimes parents have, getting patients, you know, correct children. And it's certainly um, a challenge that coaches or trainers have correcting trainees. Um, and so if if you don't want to go into the sort of high touch um uh, intense world of let me help you course correct and let me help you get the emotional resilience then i think you're as a coach or trainer or healer or something you're missing out on providing two of the pillars for your clients to succeed if you're not getting them as a client you're probably missing out right and they're not they're probably never going to achieve the full amount of success that they could if they had those as well yeah, um, that's 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 really the thing to me that takes people into six and multiple six and seven figures. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about running a business. What's a typical day like for you? <laughs> uh, I do I have a typical day. Yeah, I, mean, a typical a typical day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I well, my day always starts off with meditation and exercise. And that's, you might say that's outside of my business day, but it's a really essential part of my day to right. me. So I always make time for that. And then it's uh, my my day consists of working with my team on my to-do list, whatever's up for us as a team. Um, I coach um, about two days a week and I work with my team. Um, and the day a week is for you know, content creation and getting things down. It doesn't always block out that beautifully as it sounds. I and mean, sometimes mix parts of days around but that's the mix of what I do. So 
you mentioned a team. Tell us a little bit about your team. Who's on your team? What type of people do you work with in your, on your team as far as the support? I guess that's the, the internal team, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. So um, I have a team of um, five employees and I'm looking to add a, a sixth right now. I've shifted some roles around. But basically, uh, I have somebody who runs my database, someone who's in charge of my launches and marketing. Um, I have someone in charge of customer support and sales support. And then I have two people who work uh, in my company. I provide done for you Facebook advertising. And so I've got two people who are in that creating ads for other clients. Um, and then I'll have a lead coach um, and she's a full-time team member. I have some associate coaches who are contractors, but most of my, my, my core team are all full-time employees. So when you say uh, you have a, uh part-time coaches that so they work uh they they help you deliver your coaching pro uh, um products to to clients right right i have a year-long coaching where i provide the group support and um i teach the group training i need the retreat in person the product calls are handled by my the private calls because I couldn't provide all the private calls for everyone. Right. I, I would imagine not, especially when you get to the level that you've, that you've achieved, you have to. Um, and I think that's what holds some people back. Wouldn't you say they, they want to be the person doing all the actual hands-on work, which means that if they're doing that, and I've got clients like that coaches, I think in particular that I have worked with in the past, don't really want to outsource their coaching or teach anybody else how to do it. And I, and I always, you know, I, I shouldn't say always, I, if they're willing to work for the, the amount that they're going to make doing it all themselves, that's fine. That's, you know, you can't, it's not really a judgment. It's a matter of, you know, getting them to another level. So what do you, what do you, what do you advise people who have that resistance is, do you think that's a fear based resistance? I, it could be, it could also be a model choice. So let me give some suggestions about how to distinguish which one it is so that people can make the right decision for them. Um, a model choice means just this is the way I want to run my business. And I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to cap out at about $125,000 a year. Um, and uh, really, I'm probably going to do all the marketing myself, all the sales myself, and all the coaching myself because this is what I'm going to charge and these are the number of clients that I can handle. And that's, you know, sort of that's where you're going to go with that. Um, and if you want to, uh, if you want to model, it's a perfectly valid model. I mean, it's got some holes in it. If anything happens to you, or you know, you can't market and sell for a little while, or, or things turns out, you, you might be in a little bit of a jam. Uh, right. It's really a one, kind of one-person band, uh, but it's a perfectly viable model for people who want to, people who do. Uh, growing a bigger business does take team and it takes team management skills. And that's, you know, that can be challenging. Um, running a team is a different skill set. Now, I use a lot of my coaching skills in um, running my team. In fact, we even have team tapping. You know, we meet once a week and I'm like, what's, up? what's working? It's not working. Let's tap on it. And um, that's part of the personal development of my team. But it is another skill set. Um, I actually love having associate coaches, not just not because I don't want to provide coaching. I love coaching, um, but because my 
connect with me and say, well, I really got the terrific insight from Jean, or I had the most amazing call with Diana. And I can't be as good as a team can. I'm very good at what I do, but they're going to bring perspectives and experience and expertise in areas that I've never been. And that's great. Oh, that's and that's absolutely one of the reasons a team works so well if you can work it. And I work with a lot of solopreneurs, and they want to be solopreneurs. So you know, we we get through the the whole question of you know what do you see, where do you see your business in three to five years? And if they still see themselves as doing all the work, then you know we we try to work through all of that. But um, uh, I know there's a question, another question in there. Let's let's talk about automate. Let me move on to the next question. We'll come back. Yeah. Do you have any automation techniques in place that, and obviously you have to, to, to help you better manage your business? And and if so, what do you use or do that does um, your business? Oh, that's a big question. For example, I've got an email list of about 30,000. So obviously there's automation in that. Um, there's broadcast emails, there's autoresponders when people sign up for free gifts. You know, we've got a, we've got a, a bunch of automation built into that. Um, that's probably the biggest use of automation. Um, and, you know, like call reminders to clients. Hey, we've got a call today. Um, that's an automated system. Um, we've started using a team management system called Slack. Um, we tried different, Slack. Yeah. yeah, we've tried different team management systems and Slack seems to be the one that's really working for us. So uh, that's not automation, but it is a team um, assistance tool. Yeah. And it's great because then everybody's kind of got they can see what's going on and still work on their own issues or their own uh, elements. So that's good. Who is your ideal customer and how do you find, how do they find out about what you do? Uh, my ideal client is a transformational entrepreneur, someone who transforms lives in the world. Usually that's a coach or a healer or um, uh, some kind of service-based professional. I do also have people who, um, create their own transformational products like skincare lines, supplements, things like that. Um, but if you are really committed to transforming people's lives, especially through a service, then those are the people I love to help and help very well. And how do they find out about you? How do they find out about me? Um, through word of mouth, through free gifts um, on the web, through an email from a joint partner, lots of different ways. Um, I go to a lot of events, so sometimes from events. So what's your favorite form of marketing? What's the one, what's the one thing you do in marketing that you love to do the most? And conversely, what do you do, like doing the least? <laughs> you know, the interesting thing is I had, um, when I started business seven years ago, I had a pretty strong social anxiety. So I could be up on stage fairly easily, but I had trouble walking into a room of people and introducing myself and networking and that kind of thing. Uh, and that's another thing that I had to get over in order to grow the business that I did. So now I really like meeting people because I, I think it's really powerful to, the power of the in-person is where you can um, let your personality shine, where you're gonna be best paid and that kind of thing. It's a wonderful, wonderful to do that. My least favorite form, and I, you know, second is I like to figure out marketing funnels and what, what kind of experience are we going to give people in an audio way. And that's that's sort of the geeky side of me. I like doing that stuff. Um, <laughs> so I think, do I have a least favorite side? 
I don't know. I think sometimes when I learn about marketing tactics that are just, you know, this works and don't worry about whether it's um, in alignment, like that, that stuff doesn't resonate with me. Got it. Yeah. Um, what has been your single biggest success in business to date or maybe aha moment or both? <laughs> well, the, um, my first big launch, which was um, about 15 months into my company, so um, March the second year, I, I had gotten a bunch of joint venture partners, mostly in the tapping world. And I said, I'm going to launch this program and will you support me? And at the time, they, a, a bunch of them said, yes, we'll host you on teleclasses. And so I, I think I did uh, 16, uh, the same call over and over again with a different host, 16 times. And um, I was pretty good at it by the last. <laughs> you didn't even have to think of the answers, right? <laughs> right. Uh, the thing was, I, I, I got a list of two or 3,000 people from all those calls. And my goal was to put 50 people in this program. And at the end of 16 calls, I only had 12 people enrolled. And I thought, gosh, you know, I, what did I do wrong was, you know, my, obviously my teleclasses weren't that good, you know, what's going on. And a friend of mine said, Hey, there's this guy uh, some videos and inviting people to take his courses. Maybe that would work for you. Well, I had six days until the program was supposed to start. What I did was I took a look at um, some of his videos and I thought I can do this. Now this was five years ago, kind of before the, the video professional level has gotten very high now, but at the time yes. the barrier was pretty low. And so um, I just used a flip cam. I recorded four videos. They were short. They were each less than 10 minutes long. And I sent one a day out for the next four days to all of the people who had signed up for the, um, signed up for all the teleclasses and they were just high content videos with I you know cool ideas in them about marketing and sales and on the fifth day I said you know if you want to learn more about this the program starts tomorrow you're in or you're out and I had 92 people in that program wow so power of video. yeah it's partly the power of video but it's also the power of not giving up yeah because I could have said all right well I'll run it with 12 people and this will be okay and you know but I didn't get so it, you found a solution to what you considered to be a challenge of not having enough people in your class and you and you made it happen with more than your actual goal, correct? Yes. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. So so the, the solution for this particular example was video and it could be mm -hmm. something else. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, even if it is two days or a week before, don't give up and think just, you got to just keep on marketing, keep moving, keep on, you know, promoting. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I've had people do launches um, that were not working like mine. And you know, it's like, Oh, of course it's to start next week. And it's or in four days or something. It's not working. I'm like, call everybody, you know, call all your old clients, see if they want to take this again, that kind of thing. And in doing that, I've had some people make like $10,000 sales. It's like, well, I called to see if they wanted this $500 program and it turns out I sold them a $10,000 thing. And so I've literally had people pull $30,000 out of a failed launch just by taking action at the end. Yeah. So sometimes, and you know why? Because if you're taking action at the end, most people do that. It seems like we're in a society. Would you, would you say that people wait to the last minute to do anything anymore? <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely, they do. Yeah, yeah it's very common in launches. Yeah, I know. I've done it before too. Twenty-five percent, at least, of your sales come in in the twenty-four hours of a two-week launch. So that's a, but that's a good thing to know. It is. You know, people know that, no. and they're not so stressed and worried and anxious, and you know, doing all the techniques that you train them to do, and and then and then learning the proper marketing tools and having everything in place. Um, mm -hmm. It all works together, obviously. Right. Uh, yes, it does. So what's the one thing you'd like to share with the audience that perhaps you haven't shared yet? What I'd like to encourage everybody to do is to get tools because um, I, I always like telling this little story as an illustration. I live in the mountains of North Carolina and we don't get snow here very much, but we get an occasional ice storm. And we got an ice storm one winter and I'm a big hiker. And so my mountain was covered with ice and I couldn't walk up it for a couple of weeks and I was really frustrated. Um, and so I walked the road, which of course had been cleared. And then I thought, well, this is crazy. Um, and what I use is there anything you can, you, you have helped me. Maybe these little, um, almost like teeth that clamp onto the bottom of your hiking boots. And I could look up an icy hill in perfect safety. And I thought, well, isn't this interesting? To me, this is a, a metaphor for business. It's a metaphor for tapping um, that I could have given up on my dream and just said, well, I'm not going to hike until the ice clears. Or I could have said, you know, I'm going to go for the top of the hill no matter what. I don't care if I break my neck, which would have been very stupid. Or I could get a tool to allow me to do what I needed to do in safety. And for me, getting rid of your fears it, with whatever tool you use, tapping, EFT, some other tool, it doesn't matter but you need something. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree. So what books are you currently reading or would you recommend? Uh, gosh, a lot of them. What books am I currently reading? Um, I'm in the midst of a little sci-fi jag right now because, because if I'm not reading psychology or business books, that's my favorite genre. But the most recent business book that I've read that I really like is the book Traction. And don't ask me the author's name. I will have forgotten it. But it's a very cool book about the entrepreneur's operating system. Book Traction. The book Traction. Yep. That's, that's it. The book is called Traction. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. I just want to make sure I got it right because I like to put a little list of recommended reading uh, when I interview people. Wonderful. What's next for Pamela Bruner? What's next? Um, I am. I just finished my three-day event um, that I do once a year. It was a huge success. Um, got a bunch of new clients starting in my year-long program with that, and I'm really excited about that. And now we go into a period of um, shoring up a lot um, of the automated systems and, and creating new automated systems. That's what we'll spend the next three months on. And I'm yeah. excited because it means we're going to offer lots of great content to people in a powerful way. Excellent, excellent. Uh, what one website or uh, websites can you simply not live without? And that's besides your own and Google or any social media list. Let me clarify that. <laughs> oh, only I have a favorite spiritual and a favorite business blog. Can I recommend those? Or just one? You can do them both. Yes, okay. go ahead. So my favorite spiritual blog is Mike Dooley's Notes from the Universe. And I, my love favorite, Tut. I love Tut. Yeah. And my favorite business blog is Seth Godin. He's absolutely great. Yeah. Seth Godin rocks. And so do you. Thank you, Pamela. You've been amazing. Um, 
how can our audience get in touch with you? What's the best way? And I'm going to type it into the chat area so that when people watch the replay, they'll be able to also connect with you. But say it awesome. out loud. And I'll... Um, they should come to makeyoursuccessreal.com. Makeyoursuccessreal.com is our main website. And there's a couple of free gifts there. It's just that's a good place to go. Okay. And you're on social media, too. I know I found you on Facebook, yeah. LinkedIn. Are you on Twitter? Oh, yeah. um, yes, I am. Excellent. All right. So we'll we'll connect with you on all of those. And I will send you a copy of, of our wonderful conversation today. Pamela, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. And more importantly, for not giving up on me <laughs> when we had all the issues at the beginning. So I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And I'm glad to work through Black Technology to share some of these messages with people. Thanks for the opportunity. Take care. My pleasure. My pleasure. And thank you, everybody who's listening to the replay. We've been talking to Pamela Bruner, MakeYourSuccessReal.com. And I'm Heidi Richards Mooney from Women in E-Commerce and Entrepre The Entrepreneur Show. Please stay tuned for the next issue. Thanks a lot, Pam. Have a great day. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.